awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast. And thank you for listening to the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic day today. It's a great day down here in Florida and the rest of the world that's still operating <laughs> as normal right now as we continue to produce the absolute biggest amount of freedom we have ever seen in the entire world here still in this country, and yet the rest of the world is still trying to figure out how to take off their mask at some point. <laughs> I've been looking at some very interesting stuff this morning, and it's funny because there's so much theater going on. And Dad sent me a text this morning, and he basically summed it up from an article that was going on that he read, and it was spot on exactly what we've been saying, is everything we watch now is pretty much a movie. Everything's pretty much a theater show, and they're continually keeping the population at bay by continually changing what episode and what season we're currently watching. You know, last two seasons were covid now, this current season's, you know, Ukraine. <laughs> the season before all this was the Trump theater show. And then the season before that was, you know, the Barack Hussein Obama show and all that that was going on. And it, it's just, it's a different show. It's the same show with different, different episodes, different seasons. And this is how everybody has started seeing it now. And it's interesting. I talked to a buddy of mine last night and he said, what do you think is going to start happening with everything, with the, the markets and with Russia and everything else last night? I said, well, I said, there's just a couple things you have to look at. I said, A, Putin's kind of got himself into a corner now. There's only a couple options that are viable left to him. I said, A, he can back out of what he's doing and look like the world's greatest moron and just stop. I said, which pretty much he's not going to do. I said, or B, he's going to continue doing what he's doing. And as we see now, the sanctions that are starting to hit Russia, I talked about this yesterday, Google Pay, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, they've pretty much cut out all banks in Russia. Visa and MasterCard have now dropped almost all banks in Russia. Uh, the Russian population is now going into a full-blown meltdown. I went into detail that yesterday with 145 million people that are now being basically sanctioned for the acts of the military, and they're going to start pushing back pretty soon. I'm pretty confident about that. And what we're going to start seeing here is everything's going to start having increasingly higher prices in the United States, and that's to be expected because this is what happens when you start putting moronic sanctions that absolutely have no effect on the military occupation, but completely have an effect on the general population. And I saw an article earlier here, and it was talking about in detail how the markets that are going on and basically what we're starting to see with the energy sectors is just the beginning phase. We saw oil hit $112 a barrel yesterday. That was very interesting. And now U.S. power companies are begging and urging the Biden administration not to sanction uranium imports from Russia. A lot of people don't realize we have a significant portion of almost all of our domestic electricity based on manageable levels, and we also have two of the largest U.S. utilities, Duke Energy and Exxon Corporation, that are saying that uranium is essential for electricity production at nuclear power plants. 
Nearly half the material power in American facilities come from Russia. <laughs> they got to look at that and go, well, that's interesting. I didn't even know that. So I was reading this article earlier today about these nuclear and basically energy firms that are like, uh, we should just calm down real quick because this isn't going to end well for anybody else, including the United States. But I think that's kind of the goal, isn't it? Isn't that seeming what we're possibly trying to work on here from the banker boy standpoint? They want to make sure that nobody has the ability to have cheap energy. Nobody has the ability to travel freely on their way. I think so. I kind of think that's where this is all headed here. And this is why it's so important we continue to be prepped and stay prepped. I talked to Ruben yesterday, my manager as far as shipping manager and inventory manager, and I asked him. I said, what, what are we looking like as far as on the uh, you know food buckets that are going out? And he said, well, the organic food buckets have been flying off the shelf. He said, the meat buckets are pushing hard, too. He said, but the organic buckets are going out really fast. And I said, all right. I said, go ahead and you know get some more on order because we've been you know trying to stockpile them, not just for our online Health Masters family like y'all, but also local. There's a lot of people here that will just show up randomly, customers, friends, family, everybody. Just show up and be like, hey. You know, I need half a dozen food buckets right now. I'm like, okay, pull your truck around. We'll load them up. The thing about that is, as we're starting to see now all across the country, people that are awake are starting to do that everywhere. They're starting to buy up food. They're starting to pull stuff off the shelves. They're starting to get prepped. And it's not because people are necessarily scared or being in fear. It's that people are starting to understand what happens very, very quickly in an inflationary market as we've all been privy to it over the last year in 2021. And you start seeing stuff rapidly increase in price. You think stuff's expensive. Well, Donald Trump just did an interview yesterday, which was fantastically horrible, absolutely pushed the markets as far as for the fuel and the energy markets through the roof. He goes on to say that there's no limit. It's unlimited on where it may go as far as the fuel prices. He goes on to say, yeah, it's a lot of that is due to the overall aspect of shutting down the pipeline, and which he is right about that. I'm not going to lie. The whole aspect of shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and dropping the energy market and basically shutting down everything in the United States right when Biden got in office. Guys, remember when I told you that when he got in and started signing all those executive orders? That wasn't an accident. That wasn't because he wanted green energy and make more EV vehicles. That had nothing to do with that at all. It was designed to do exactly what it's doing right now. And Trump said, yeah, $200 a barrel? I mean, why not? You won't be able to get it, and OPEC loves it, and they're making a fortune, and they would do anything. They have him over a barrel, and the only thing he can do is say sorry about this climate hoax. Now, He's absolutely right in the aspect of it can go anywhere. But the problem is he did this interview now, and now the basically the markets have gone completely and totally nuts in the energy sector. And $200 a barrel, just so everybody understands that, that's going to be roughly around 8 to $10 a gallon for diesel and for regular gas, pushing more like 10 for diesel. Do you understand how expensive things become when you start having $10 a gallon for diesel and semi-trucks that get single-digit fuel mileage? Everything goes up. And you look at milk, which is generally is cross-sectioned with fuel. A gallon of milk usually costs similarly close to what a gallon of fuel costs. 
You're looking at $10 a gallon for milk. Where are you going with that? And all the other things that continue to go up. So again, it's very, very important that everybody realizes this whole market is going to keep going up and vehicle market's going to keep going up in a lot of aspects. And it's not because the cars are worth more money. It's because they're going to be harder and harder and harder to get. I mean, we just saw that the other day with the, the ship. Dad talked about it, that randomly caught on fire in the middle of the ocean and everybody abandoned ship as soon as there was a fire. I don't know what happened to fire suppression systems on ships or what happened to basically fire extinguishers. I guess those just didn't exist on this ship, and they decided that a fire was, oh, too much for them to bear. And so they all abandoned ship immediately and left the boat to go out to ocean, and then suddenly it just sinks, just sinks, no holes in it. Nothing, just sinks out in the middle of the water. No investigation now. It's down, I think, two miles deep. There were the last remnants of the Lamborghini Aventador Ultimate on that, that boat. There were Porsches on that boat. There were Audis on that boat. There were Volkswagens on that boat. There were Bentleys on that boat. What's interesting about it is now nobody's asking about why or how it happened. It just, oh, it was a fire and the whole boat sunk with half a billion dollars in inventory on it. Does it seem odd to anybody else that this happened right now in the middle of a giant vehicle shortage? Right now when they keep telling us there's chip shortages, but at the same time, Tesla doesn't seem to have any chip shortages at all, does it? Constantly has record-breaking sales every single month. They don't have a bit of problem getting chips. Now we're seeing what's going on with Taiwan and with China and everything else, which a lot of the chips come out of that area, which means they're probably going to use as an excuse again to slow down the velocity of the vehicles. All these things are continually happening together, and I don't believe for one second when you see these big events, there just happens to be coincidence. There's too many checkpoints. There's too many factors that prevent these things from happening to this scale on a regular basis. Individuals and manufacturers that produce this level of vehicles, that produce this level of economy-stimulating aspects, don't just have a couple people on a boat that don't know how to use a fire extinguisher, so they just jump off the boat in a life raft because a fire started. It doesn't happen like that. This is why you have to look at all the factors. And now, again, as we're seeing, all these things occur in Russia, as I said a minute ago. Everybody needs to be very, very aware of what's happening with these sanctions in Russia. Because last time I checked, the Russian military doesn't use Visa MasterCards to transfer funds. Newsflash, the only thing that does when you shut that down is drop the entire Russian citizens on their head, and they can't get food or water or supplies either. And that's what the reports I'm getting right now is Russia is now going into full-blown chaos mode, which again is only going to lead to one outcome if this continues to escalate. What do you think, Dad? Well, the outcome has been planned for a long, long time. I mean, this, this is something that's been in the works for 200 years. You know, when these guys started working back in the 1820s to reestablish Israel, and they started working in the 1820s to bring in the Scofield Reference Bible, they started working in the early 1900s to promote Zionism, and they started working to rebuild the Third Temple to bring in the Antichrist. And we ended up having, in 1913, Woodrow Wilson basically signed 
you know, the Federal Reserve Act into, into being, and they took control of the United States money supply, culminating in 1929 when they contracted the money supply and caused a massive depression and seized almost huge amounts of farmland and properties and businesses and buildings all over the United States, culminating in 1933 when they set up the Exchange Stability Fund in order to run black operations and be able to bypass Congress, culminating in 1933-34 when they seized the gold and funded the Exchange Stability Fund with it. And it just goes on and on and on. It's always the same group. And what we have found this morning, I had a, uh, a chuckle, a laugh. I called Todd up this morning and Todd said, I said, how you doing, Todd? It's great. It's a great day. I haven't been nuked. <laughs> I started laughing. I thought it is a great day. We haven't been nuked. I guess we can say it's a great day. We haven't been nuked for this is the day the Lord hath made and we shall not be, you know, we should be glad in it. And, and this is the thing we have to realize is we've got to try to maintain some type of, 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 outlook on this and realize what's happening all over the world. You know, Tulsi Goldberg, Galbert, Gabbert, uh, I, I don't particularly care for her, but sometimes she comes out with stuff that's really, really, really good. And she was questioned about the Ukraine, which, by the way, is the third largest child porn producing country in the world. No surprise here because it's completely controlled via mafioso groups. And she basically came out and started defending Russia for what they did in Ukraine, sort of, not really, but kind of give you an idea of who Ukraine is. So I asked Todd this morning if you could go ahead and play this. It's a very short 45-second clip. Go ahead and play that for me, Todd. Now here's something you are not going to hear on the mainstream media. What you do hear is warmongers arguing that we must protect Ukraine because it is a quote-unquote democracy. But they're lying. Ukraine isn't actually a democracy. For example, to hold on to power, Ukraine's president shut down the three TV stations that were openly criticizing him and his policies, imprisoned the head of the opposition political party that had come in second place in their elections, and went and arrested and jailed that party's leaders. This is exactly what Putin has been accused of doing. But Ukraine did this all with the support of the United States. And what we need to realize here with what Gabbard said is this exactly what Hitler did. He arrested the members of the opposition political parties when he came into office. In fact, he went further than that. He had the night of the long knives, and he went in and he killed a bunch of them. And then he took full responsibility to the German people. He had killed all these people he accused of being communists. And we need to understand that this group of people is running the Ukraine, the group of people that is there. They're basically Nazis. And, you know, I've always, I've always told you guys I'm a fan of what the German people did in the 30s as far as getting rid of the Federal Reserve Bank and starting independent currency coming through the you know the German bank, not having debt-free currency, not, not using debt-based currency and using debt-free currency. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a fan of the Internet highway systems. There are a lot of things that were done right in the 30s, but the problem is it was all being controlled via the bankers, the Kabbalists, the Luciferians who put Hitler into power. And in 35, he came off the chain and basically started the debt-free stuff, which means they had to come in, completely come in there and destroy Germany. Now, I'm not a fan of what the Nazis did with papers, please, and killing people and walking up to people who disagree with them and pulling a bullet in their head with absolutely no trial whatsoever. That's insane that people would actually do stuff like that. But we talked about that yesterday, didn't we? We went into detail about what's happened to our Constitution when I gave you the Ted Brower State of the Union address yesterday. And we need to understand this is the group that runs the planet. You know, this is the group that I, – I wrote this this morning. This morning I had a friend of mine. His name is Johnny. He's a pilot, and he's a good friend. And he wrote me this morning. He goes, well, why do people hate Biden so much since they voted for him? I, I, I asked him. I said, is that question rhetorical? 
I mean, you know, because I've, I've gone in so many times and I've explained it to a lot of friends that I have, including Johnny, about what's really going on. So I wrote a summary for him this morning, and I, I want to read this to you because Johnny's a really brilliant guy. He really is. But it's so confusing when you take a look at it. Here's, here's my summary. It's all a circus clown act. The politicians are all actors on a stage brought to you by the Kabbalah's controlled World Banks and their Masonic CFR lackeys. It's all to bring in a world government controlled by the satanic drug-dealing mafiosa groups who grow and distribute $1.5 trillion in heroin and opiates yearly through black operations funded via the Exchange Stability Fund. They are trying to run all countries through the UN and the World Economic Forum for their new world satanic order under the Antichrist. These politicians, including Trump and Biden, are simply pawns, front guys for this new world order. They are used to create never-ending division and fear to control the population of the world. They are Luciferian pawns. Now, I wrote that this morning. Now, I'm going to take a picture of that and send it to Sharon. Then she's going to post it to the Instagram account so you guys can post it and send it wherever you want to send it. But, guys, this is the group that runs the planet this week. Now, Klaus Schwab has come out. That he's been a huge defender of Putin, had him speak as a keynote address at the World Economic Forum a couple of years ago. And now Klaus Schwab has come out and condemned Russia. So I bring you the question that I brought to you yesterday. Has Putin been set up? Was he really trying to promote Christianity, Orthodox Christianity, back into Russia and throughout the world? Was he really who he said he was or was the whole thing a circus show and he was reading a script? You Remember, Putin's a billionaire. He is a Russian billionaire, or has he just simply decided that he no longer wants to be a pawn in this game of the world, how should I say, conquest and dominion and, and basically controlling the narrative and all the other things they're doing with him, and he's decided he wants to be written out of the script, and so therefore he's going to allow himself to be taken out of a position of power in Russia and allow the World Bank, who still controls the central bank in Russia, to do their thing with Russia. Or is Russia truly against the World Bank because what they did and what they saw under Stalin and Lenin, who were basically put into power by the Rothschild banking cartel? Guys, what I tell you is always the same satanic group. It always is. And we need to understand this when we take a look at it. Why would Klaus Schwab suddenly come in now and completely slam Putin? Why would the international banking cartels now shut Putin off from the world Visa MasterCard lines, they cannot use those credit cards in Russia anymore. Why has the ruble crashed in value since this has happened? And why is Russia now having a hard time with their exports and granaries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And why in the world are we going to stop all imports from Russia when, like Austin said a few minutes ago, they supply 50% of the uranium for our nuclear power plants to bring us electricity? This is some weird mess going on right now. Remember what I told you yesterday out of chaos will come this new world order? Guess what? They're bringing us the chaos right now. And guys, if we understand this and we look at it and we start to realize where this is going to, then we can start to understand, like Austin said, the last couple of years has been the COVID reality show. Now it's the Russian reality show. But COVID is still being played on the later channels later at night. Okay? <laughs> and they have the opportunity to bring it back anytime they want. Now we realize that a study had just come out that said – Two million children must be injected with a COVID death shot to prevent one ICU admission for these children. I'm going to repeat that because this statistic is so mind-boggling, it's almost hard to wrap your brain around it. 
you have to inject two million children with a death shot with all kinds of side effects, including myocarditis and clots, et cetera, et cetera, to prevent one ICU transmission of a child. In other words, if the child isn't injected, two million of them, out of those two million, one may end up getting COVID and have to be put into ICU. So we're going to take a chance of potentially killing two million children in order to save one. I don't understand the numbers. Don't get me wrong. Now, one child is important. I got, I'm not even trying to belabor that. But isn't this the same group that gives us, has given us almost 70 million abortions in the United States, along with another 100, gosh, a billion abortions over the last 50 years or whatever the crazy numbers are on this? 130 million just last year? I mean, isn't it the same group that kills children as soon as they want to kill them and, and you know, when they're, pre- when women are pregnant and now they're trying to save one child by injecting two million? There's something else going on here. They're sterilizing these kids. I'm letting you guys know that. This is the same debacle that we had in the 1950s and the 1960s with a hormone called diethylstilbestrol that was given to women who were pregnant to maintain their pregnancies to help them prevent miscarriages, which ended up causing a whole bunch of these children who were born to these mothers having testicular cancer and ovarian cancer. And a huge percentage of these women who were born, these babies, these baby girls, were infertile. Sharon and I fought with infertility. Back in the 80s, it was awful in the 90s. I mean, we really worked and worked and worked. Ended up going to fertility clinics and went through IVF and all the rest of it. I've talked to you guys about that before. I don't want to belabor that because it's a very painful time in our lives. But one time I was up in Indiana and we were having to have her blood drawn and we're looking at ovulation cycles. And I was on a tour on, on a speaking group, excuse me, speaking group with, you know, with Success Magazine, not Success Magazine, Success Group. And what ended up happening is I was standing in this infertility clinic. It was a fertility clinic. It was for infertility. And I remember I had about 25 women in there, and they were all coming in to get their lab test done to try to find out if they were ovulating. And I asked the question to these 25 women in this waiting room area. I said, how many of you, how many of your mothers, when they were pregnant with you, took diethylsilbestrol? Friends, every single girl, every single woman in that room raised their hands, all of them. This is what they're doing again with injecting these newborn babies and injecting these women who are pregnant with these shots. What is it doing since we know these spike proteins attack the ovaries and the testicles? Remember, the ovaries, you know, create testicles. When a baby's being formed in the womb of his mother, when it's in utero, in the uterus, when the Y chromosome kicks in because of the male DNA, because of the Y chromosome of the sperm, it tells the body of the woman who's pregnant to start producing testosterone. And that testosterone causes the ovaries to become testicles. This is the problem when you start injecting estrogen and giving women exogenous estrogen in the food supply in a woman who's pregnant. It's antagonistic to testosterone, and it creates a problem for the body. It cannot produce proper secondary sexual characteristics. In other words, you, you have a child, a little boy, who's born with a very small genitalia, if it has testicles at all. And in many cases, the testicles don't even descend because they have to descend from the body because they were one-time ovaries. And so all of this stuff is very complicated. When you start throwing hormones into it, like diethylsilbestrol, Atrazine, which is a type of female hormone, and all these pesticides and herbicides and all these chemicals and all this soy protein, it feminizes these men. Oh, but that's right, isn't it? <laughs> Baphomet 
one of their symbols they use, and Einsof, their snake god on a tree of the Kabbalah, of this group of international bankers that run the world, is a transgender. He's dual sex. He's an hermaphrodite. Oh, that's right. They think the closest expression a human being can be as far as in this world to Baphomet or to Einsof is to be hermaphrodite, or they like to call them transgenders. Austin did an excellent job on that yesterday talking about the transgender debacle and why we call a guy who's a homosexual a transgender when he wants to dress like a woman because he has some type of mental disorder. <laughs> I can't make it up. Butik today, you know, this the gay guy that, that Biden put in has said, why do we want to why do we want to open the Keystone Pipeline back up again? to create a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Okay, wait a minute. Why do we want to open up the key? The gay guy, the queer guy, says, why do we want to open up the pipeline to create a permanent solution? Oh, my gosh, it's a permanent solution for oil and fuel for a temporary problem. This is unbelievable. These people, have comp- they're, they're, that's why you have to understand. They're given a script like AOC. They're given a script. And then when they come off script like Nancy Pelosi rubbing her knuckles together, there was some type of satanic curse behind Biden the other, the other day, the State of the Union. You realize how twisted they are. When you realize they come off a script, these people are some sick puppies. I mean, they're weird. And, and we have to understand that. And so we need to get a grasp on who's doing this and that two million children have to be injected to prevent one ICU admission for, for children. Uh, this, it's almost mind-boggling, and the craziest part about it is when you try to talk to the general population, not you guys. You guys are brilliant. I love you guys. I <laughs> pray for you every day. You know, when you talk to the general population about this, they look at you like a calf in a new gate with a blank stare, and they're like, oh. Now, I will give credit to Joe Rogan. Okay, He does cover some controversial issues. Now, I don't like the way he does it. He never talks about Jesus. And he's part of the establishment as far as the counter narrative. But I'll give him credit. He's got a lot of people, especially young people out there listening to him. I talked to a 17 year old yesterday who listened to Joe Rogan, which I found extremely impressive in the fact that the 17 year old was basically not even a concrete rational thought yet. And I kind of told him, I said, well, our show is kind of like Joe Rogan without all the cussing and screaming. Plus, we talk about a lot of stuff he won't touch because we basically try to center our show on Christianity and what's really going on and who's really pulling the strings. But remember, this is back to the Wizard of Oz, the great and powerful Oz. And they go there and they stand before this big altar of Oz and the flames are blowing. and This giant head is speaking and all of a sudden the dog walks over and pulls the curtain back. And there he is, the guy who's pretending to be the great and powerful Oz, who's running the circus clown show behind the scenes. Those are the international bankers, my friends. Those are the ones that have been around for thousands and thousands of years who've worshipped Baal and Asherah and Moloch and Isis and Osiris. And that's why I constantly tell you the same stuff, at least in a different version of it, on an ongoing basis because you've got to see the picture. Because once you see this, I've had so many of you tell me this, once you see it and once it lights up with floodlights and technicolor, you go, whoa, I see it. And once you see it, you can relate everything back to these same clowns because what is seen cannot be unseen. Guys, I love you. Austin, what's your next story, bud? Oh, you're exactly right as far as the aspect with uh, Joe Rogan. I mean, he's 
been put on a platform. There's a lot of stuff that he discusses. I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. But one thing that he has done, and there's no question about this, he has made a lot of the younger generation question the narrative about what's happening right now. He has done that and make people question everything. And this is what you and I did, have talked about for years. I've always said this. Question everything you see and hear, especially when it comes to media, politics, government, freedom, truth. Question it all. I've encouraged you on this show repeatedly. Ask questions. Do your own research. You don't have to believe everything I'm telling you. Don't believe me. Go do your own research. I simply try to come out here with facts. And what you're talking about right now with these children and what they're trying to push, that's why I brought up the article yesterday, the new research study that's showing that literally this shot it has like no effective rate whatsoever at preventing COVID with children. They've now dropped from like 68% effective rate to a 12% effective rate. Now remember, this is still – this is disgusting. Still, the Pfizer shot, which allegedly, according to most scientists that have looked at this, is contaminated or added, whichever way you want to put it, with graphene oxide. And it is very clearly RNA gene therapy, which I talked to you guys about in detail the other day on the show. It's obvious what they're doing here. And we don't even – I don't even think any of us can fathom – the level of side effects we're going to see from this shot over the next two to five to ten years. And what's crazy about it is it'll never be told. Majority of the truth will never be told to anybody. People are going to become unbelievably sick. Cancers are going to pop up. There's all types of ailments that are going to occur because of this shot that we've talked about. Not even not, – now I'm not talking about the short-term side effects, just general – health problems of what happens when you start injecting people with this gene therapy. And the thing about it is people aren't going to think one thing of it. They're going to go, oh, well, I just got this, or I just contracted that, or I just have this problem now. Not going to think one thing about the shot. And Pfizer and the FDA will make sure, (laughs) they will make sure that nobody, nobody sees the real truth of what's happening. I've told you guys repeatedly, I've been trying to get and figure out when they're actually going to produce the the, the uh, papers that I talked to you guys about yesterday, that the judge ordered 55,000-page document that have to start being produced as of Tuesday. I still haven't seen anything on that yet. I think a lot of it's supposed to be rolling out, but, I mean, then we got to trove through all that. And the next question is this. If this thing was so safe and so effective – why in the world does it have 55,000 pages of documentation? Think about that for a second. Research studies don't take that much data. I've been involved in research studies. You may have something that has a couple thousand pages, maybe four or 5,000, maybe 10,000. 55,000 pages for something that had a clinical trial that was three months long? Think about that for a second. This isn't data that was compiled over a three- to four- to five-year period of research. By contraire, there's two to three months of research. <clears throat> but suddenly, all of a sudden, all this data, they don't want anybody to see. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly what they're doing. They don't want anybody to see what's happening right now. And unfortunately, people refuse to actually question the narrative because they don't want to realize They've been wrong the whole time, and this is a big problem. This is a huge problem. A lot of the times this occurs in psychology. When people realize they've been lied to, people realize they've basically been bamboozled. 
the only way you can adapt and overcome and progress further past that point is you have to look at it and go, man, I was bamboozled. I cannot believe I fell for that lie. And you have to have that cognitive effect and that cognitive reality of going, okay, I, I got, I got taken on this. I got sold down the river. How did it happen? Why did it happen? And how am I going to prevent it from happening again? Those are the things you have to ask yourself. The problem with it is majority of people now have been so dumbed down with the fluoride and the aspartame and all the other chemicals that they keep getting put in their body. They don't have no concrete rational thought. They can't actually go, man, I think we've been had with COVID. I think we've been bamboozled. I think we need to question everything the government's told us. A lot of people can't do it. They literally can't do it. They would rather shut it off, compartmentalize it, suppress what happened to us for two years, ignore it like it didn't happen, and then go back to their reality show. Oh, what's on the what's on this episode? Oh, what's on this season? Oh, the new season's on. It's Ukraine with Russia. Oh, sweet. Well, you remember the last two seasons, bro? What happened with COVID? You know what? I, I didn't like those two seasons, but I'm just, yeah. We're not going to talk about it, okay? Okay? We're not going to talk about those seasons. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to ignore it, and we're going to we're going to watch the new season. The new season just came on. It's eight o'clock, and it's on. We need to watch it. It's Ukraine and Russia. You just stop bothering me with the last two seasons. I don't want to talk about the last two seasons of COVID. It's over with. That's what vast majority of Americans have done now. They've literally said, oh, "I'm not going to bring it up," even though we now have COVID passports that are rolling out all across the country now. Numerous states are rolling these out. People are just, oh, okay. Don't don't worry here. Nothing to see here. We'll just continue to continue to let it go. We won't we won't bring any of this up. Yeah, that's what happens when you have people that cannot have concrete rational thought. And this is a very 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 big problem that we're starting to see here in the United States. And I saw an article here earlier on Market Watch. Market Watch of all leftist columns that wanted to put out something, they reposted this on Market Watch from the Associated Press. And it goes into detail. It's a complete and total hatchet job on Governor DeSantis because he basically told students at a USF meeting the other day to take off the stinking mask because it's all COVID theater. Blatantly what he said. He's at USF, University of South Florida, which is right down the road from us towards Tampa. Been there before. Great school. Got buddies that graduated from there. Like 45 minutes from me. He's going there to do a speech. And there's all these students. He's like 18, 19, 20-year-old kids behind him. And they're all wearing big, giant muzzles on their face. And the press conference is about to start, and DeSantis comes in the room, basically is getting stuff together, talks to another guy, walks up, and he goes, dude, take off these masks, man. He goes, they're not doing anything. He goes, we got to stop this COVID theater. He goes, if, if you really want to wear them, if you really, really feel like you need to wear them, that's fine. But if you're just wearing them because – You'd stop this COVID theater. That we're done with this. We're absolutely done with this. And you could tell he was just he was he was physically irritated when he came in the room when he saw it. And I thought I saw the the, the video and I started laughing. And I went, Yeah, that's that's Governor DeSantis. That's how the rest of the country feels, but everybody's scared, or should I say, a large percentage of the population is scared to actually talk about it or be men and stand their ground about what's happening. <clears throat> it was very clear. And Market Watch Associated Press did a full-blown hatchet job on him. Told him, oh, well, if Florida is the free state, 
why is he telling people to take their mask off? It's their right if they want to wear a mask. Oh, you told him if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. But stop the COVID theater. If you're doing this simply for a press conference because you want to look like you're a good little peasant and keep wearing a muzzle, by all means, wear it. If that's really what you want to do. But if you're simply doing it because somebody's telling you to put a muzzle on, stop the theater. We're done with it. We're over with it. And the very fact, like Dad said earlier, it made me laugh. He said, "Well, COVID's still on right now. It's on the late hours. You know, it's it's on you know on the on the, the late channels. It's on the the one and two a.m. channels where they have you know the uh, the all the different sales videos. Oh, we still got COVID. COVID comes on at one a.m. Guys, it's it's no longer at eight p.m. Eight p.m.'s our new episode. It's our new season, but they're still showing the old episodes." At 1 a.m., if you want to watch them, keep looking at them. We can keep it going. That's all this has turned into. Once you realize this whole thing has been a lie, then you start realizing everything they tell us is a lie. And I've had people tell me before, they go, Austin, that's, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. That's, that's just negative. I said, it's fine. Don't talk about it. Ignore it. I said, I don't want to bring it up personally. I said, I'm not a negative person. I'm actually a very, very positive person. Anybody's ever been around me. I said, but sometimes you walk outside. I'm looking at my flower bed right now, right outside the office. I'm looking at it right now. And it's got nice flowers in it. It's cleaned out. It's got mulch in it. Looks good. Looks good. If I go out there, though, and nobody's cleaned it for the last two or three years, and there's no more flowers yet, there's no more bushes, there's simply just big, giant, thorny weeds that have overtaken the entire flower bed. And I go out there and I go, this is a beautiful garden of flowers. I love my office looking like this. It is so pretty. People are going to walk up. My customers, y'all, my listeners are going to walk up and go, Austin, this dude, your flower bed looks like crap, bro. What are you doing? No, it's my flower bed. It's a garden of flowers. Everybody's going to go, dude, it's full of weeds. There's no flowers left. No, no, no. Don't tell me that. It's flowers. It's flowers. You stop telling me that. Everybody's going to look at me and go, Austin, we're going to come grab the short bus to pick you up. We're going to put you in a padded room, dude. You've lost your marbles. You've, you've dead had it. You're gone. There's no flowers. It's all weeds. And I keep yelling and screaming and pitching a fit and telling you it's flowers. I'm going to be hauled off. I'm going to get Baker acted pretty soon. What's going to happen? Why do we still have people that are pitching a fit and screaming and yelling and demanding that everybody wear masks and they shut themselves down and they shut their businesses down? Why? Because the media has completely and totally split their psyche, and they've made these individuals complete and totally a part of the COVID, COVID cult, the Covidian cult, as I've called it repeatedly. That's what you start realizing. Once you realize what the media does and the power they have with propaganda, you start understanding how all of this stuff happens. That is why one of the most effective things you can do is get shows like this out there. Even if you have to get articles that we post on the website out there, get the truth and talk to people about what's really going on because the more truth is out there, the more we can rebuttal the propaganda and lies that they continually drop on everybody on a regular basis to try to keep their narrative going. What do you think, Ted? This is a narrative, you know, and and I've got to just, you know, we're sitting here and I mean, I even prayed for clarity uh, this morning again to what to do with this thing with Putin and Russia and, you know, what's really going on with Klaus Schwab and why they're coming after Putin so hard. Is it because he's pushing the Christian Orthodox Church in Russia 
I mean, he has communion on a regular basis, shows himself with the priests. And these guys, if there's one thing they all hate, these Kabbalists, it's Jesus. <laughs> because he defeated them on Calvary, and he called them out as the children of the devil back in the book of John. And they don't forget that kind of stuff, because for years and years and years, the Christian church didn't want to have anything to do with the synagogue of Satan and these Kabbalist, Luciferian weirdos, and they had to go underground. They were persecuted. I mean, they were persecuted for a, by the Catholic Church for a long, long time, and they remember that. That's why they have an atavistic hatred of Jesus, because they know he's the answer. They know he defeated them on Calvary. They know that. They understand that. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, the, even, the, even the demons believe in God, and they shudder. <laughs> even the Kabbalists know who Jesus is, and they shudder. They just keep deluding themselves into thinking that they're, they're snake in a tree when it's resurrected through the third temple and whatever they have to do as far as how many mass human sacrifices they have to have in order to get this done. Maybe this is all about right now in the Middle East over there again or the, you know, the Far East with Ukraine and Russia. Maybe this is another giant mass blood sacrifice like they did in Dresden. I don't know. All I know is these people are a bunch of sickos, including Hannity, who I met. Met him years ago at Southeastern University. He was a speaker there, and I was able to meet with him and speak with him and talk to him for a second. And now he's saying, cut the head off the snake. The snake dies. Sean Hannity, Kabbalist-controlled Fox News anchor, suggests that Putin should be assassinated. Now we're talking about assassinating a world leader. Do we really want to go to full-blown World War III? It says the Russian leader has forfeited his right to live. I don't know what to say about this. Hannity 60 made his comments during his radio show earlier on Wednesday saying that leaders should cut the head off the snake and you kill the snake. What we really need in this crisis more than anything else is a worldwide condemnation. If you invade a sovereign country and you kill innocent men, women, and children, you don't deserve to live. That's the bottom line. And I'm like, you cut off the head of the snake and you'll kill the snake. Right now, the snake is Vladimir Putin. Fellow Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson suggested it was better. The devil you know than opposing Putin could end up even in a worse dictator. He also suggested ending the sanctions against Russia during his Wednesday show. So here we have the Kabbalah's controlled news, news group talking to conservative Republicans, doing exactly what I told you that Otto Kahn talked about last week, controlling both sides of the narrative, continually controlling the Republicans and the Democrats and the splits in the Republican Party to hold the world by its axis to control everything. They're talking about going into a foreign country and invading it. <laughs> you deserve to die. All right. Let's talk about Afghanistan. Let's talk about Libya. Let's talk about Egypt. Let's talk about Syria. Let's talk about Palestine. <laughs> oh, no, can't do that. Woo, not by Kabbalah's control, Zionist control, Fox. Let's talk about what we have done and how we have destabilized the Middle East by our constant warmongering and going in and attacking sovereign countries. Let's talk about Somalia. Let's talk about a whole bunch of the African countries and how if you do that, you deserve to die. Does that mean all of these presidents have been involved in this greater expansion of Israel program that was basically brought to us back in the 90s? They're all these presidents, starting with Bill Clinton, all of them deserve to die. Believable. Hannity, what is wrong with you? Are you forced to read this crap on your show? 
Are you forced to say this? Is this a script the Luciferian World Economic Forum bankers have given you so you could cause continual divide even within your own party? Well, the answer is yes, it is. Very few shows, letting you guys know this, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, go without script. I mean, they have to, they have a teleprompter. Uh, years ago, let me give you a perfect example. And I, th- I mentioned this to you last year. I can mention it to you real quickly again. Years ago, I was supposed to do a TV show with Rod Parsley. I had met Rod at a TV shoot with Daystar back in the early 2000s. And I walked up to Rod after the shoot that I had done. And I was there with another cancer doctor. Not that I'm a cancer doctor, but it was another cancer doctor who was speaking. And what happened is Rodney, Rod, 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 Pastor Parsley came up to me and asked me some questions. And I gave him a copy of my book, Maximum Energy. He said, read this. It'll answer a lot of your questions. And I told him exactly what to do to lose some weight. Well, he ended up losing 40 pounds with 13 inches in his waistline. He called me up. His staff did and told me they wanted me on his show, Breakthrough. And I said, great. So we flew up to Columbus, Ohio. And I did a taping with him. Now, the night before we did the taping, they met with me in this huge conference room with this huge table because I really like Rod Parsley. He's a really, he's a really, he's a really, he's a really macho guy. His whole house, his whole room there was filled with trophies, including like a 16 foot alligator he had shot. The full, full trophy it was like he covered up half the floor. And it was funny because we were talking and he says, okay, we've got your script for the show tomorrow. I looked at him. I started laughing. I said, script for what show? He goes, oh, on these top ten foods never to eat. And I said, Pastor Parsley, I've done that show thousands of times. I don't need a script. And he goes, well, really? I said, yeah. I said, all you're going to do is stymie what we're trying to bring out. And we're going to lose the, the, you know, the, 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 the camaraderie between me and you if we do this. And he goes, and it, so the guy had this whole script. I mean, it was like a 30 page script. It was already out. They already had it on a teleprompter. I was supposed to read it. And the guy goes, Parsley says, forget the script. We're going live. And that was it. It was probably one of the biggest shows that he ever did. Then finally one day, just to bring you a point here, Parsley was so mad about the national debt. And he started – I'll never forget. We were, he, I really liked the guy. And he was banging his table, banging his table. And he goes, I want to know one thing. Who do we owe all this money to? Why is this happening? How's the United States gotten itself into this? And I told him, I said, oh, that would be the Federal Reserve Bank and the international bankers and the creature from Jekyll Island. He goes, what, what? You know the answer to that? And I'm like, well, yeah. Well, what he did, he did an entire broadcast on the Federal Reserve Bank and who they were and what they did. And it had a huge response, and it was quickly <laughs> taken down after it received hundreds of thousands of – we went viral. It was one of the biggest shows that he had ever done. Well, then shortly thereafter, I was no longer allowed to be on the broadcast for who knows what reasons. I was never given a reason at all, ever. And so it was so strange to me, that course of events, after he promoted it. I mean, he talked about J.P. Morgan. He talked about all of it. He went into detailed pictures of all these guys on the show, and it was, it was very well done. And, I, and to this day, I really, really like Rod Parsley, and I never could understand what happened, but that happened in the midst of all that. So, guys, listen to me for a second. When these guys try to tell the truth and they come off script, <laughs> they start doing things, suddenly they get slammed down and dunked down. And sometimes if they're on a really big Christian networks and they start talking about why you should not take the vaccine, and I'm not mentioning any names, and I'm not referring to anybody, they suddenly end up dead. And I've seen that too. Guys, listen to me. 
keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. This battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against these principalities and all these other things. Don't be listening to people like Sean Hannity. You, you, you know, you, but Sean hang at Hannity and, and Tucker Carlson. It's the yin to the yang to create division and constant fighting. That's all it's for because they know that if they can keep you completely and totally confused, that they can control you. And the other thing they do, remember, hope is important. I mentioned this yesterday. Fear can really control people. It can. Oh, my God, we're going to get nuked tomorrow. We're going to get nuked tomorrow. We're going to be invaded from the southern borders by the Chinese. We're going to be nuked and invaded. Oh, my gosh. All right, Everybody gets scared to death, literally. They get scared. A lot of them have heart attacks and die. All right? But hope, tiny amounts of hope won't overcome fear. But large amounts of hope will overcome fear. And when we understand that and we realize that our hope is in Jesus Christ, because through Christ we defeated this Kabbalist Luciferian group. The ancient Roman Empire was pagan. They had all these different gods, all these things they worshipped, all these human sacrifices. They want their old world order back. This is nothing about the new world order. They want the old world order back. And that's who these groups are. They've always been the same group. And they want to come back into the forefront where they can have open human sacrifices in the town square, drinking of blood in the town square. Don't you remember the pyramids and all the human sacrifices that were done in Central and South America and in Africa and with the Indians in the United States before they were basically, I should say, <laughs> persuaded you not to do that anymore? And it's terrible what happened to the American Indian. But easier to convert them to Christianity. I have them doing pagan human sacrifices. And when you understand what's going on, I'm not saying that all Indian tribes did that, some of them. And the thing that's crazy about all of this stuff is that, you know, that's what they want back. When they have the witches and the warlocks and the weirdos and the wizards running the world, that doesn't make any sense to me why they would even want that. Unless you see it from their perspective in which they want their new world order, the old world order, under Luciferianism, under the – feeding of these internet inter, interdimensional entities to human sacrifice. So again, I end this particular portion of my broadcast and also's broadcast today by asking you the same question again. Is Ukraine, is all of this that's happening over there, another giant blood sacrifice, like, like the bombing of Dresden, where some people say up to half a million people were killed in one night from carpet bombing and incendiary bombs being dropped on the only Baroque city left in Europe that had not been bombed for absolutely no reason besides Winston Churchill wanted to destroy it. He was a druid. He was a Satanist. <laughs> they used to say that on his Wikipedia page that he was a druid. And I started calling it out, and, man, Wikipedia yoked it down. Now, maybe back up again. I haven't looked. But the point is he was a druid, 33-degree Mason, as was Stalin, as was Roosevelt, as was Wilson. That's who runs the planet. That's why I mentioned that in the beginning when I talked about what I had written this morning. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Interesting shows this week and last week. By the way, I really enjoy praying for you. I really do. And I want to thank you again for supporting Health Masters and supporting the Ted Austin Brower Show. We really need you, especially yesterday's show. It was <laughs> I got so many compliments from yesterday's show. Take that show. And send it all over the world. Send it to your entire database. People are either going to like it or they're not. They're going to think you're crazy. 
or they're not. But what we'll do is we'll snap them tight as far as there are other views out there of what's really going on. And if you get a chance, if you get some traction with that, really important, send the same group again. That one I did last week on the blood of Jesus because he is the author and he is the finisher. And in him we have hope, lots of hope. I love you guys. Finish it up awesome, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And there's no question about it, but, I mean, there was a lot of very, very strange stuff from the past that you have to look at and you have to research to understand what's happening in the future. I've told people that repeatedly. That's why I went into detail of yesterday when I talked to you guys about what happened in 1917 and 1918 with the acts that were passed under Woodrow Wilson, of course, of all people, with the Sedition Act and the Espionage Act and how all that stuff was done right when there were multiple bombings from alleged anarchists, right during a flu pandemic, right during the whole Red War as far as with the Soviet Union. It's like history runs on a 100-year cycle, and it really does for the most part. When you look at it and watch it, it's very, very similar on most aspects, sometimes it's you know a little more, sometimes a little less, but you have to look back at history to understand what they're trying to do. And this is what you look back at the research with the Mayans and Quasicodo and all the stuff that they had back then. There's a film that you can watch. It's, it's a very good movie. It's graphic, but Mel Gibson made it. It's called Apocalypto, and it's done around the Mayan city where basically they go in and take this village, and the film's pretty historical as far as a lot of the stuff they did and they do and their language and everything else. There's a lot of money put into the research of that as far as the research of the Mayas. Now, obviously, you know, I think it was done, you know, back in the 2000s, I think 2006 or so. Um, but overall, it shows you the graphic tale of what happened. When there is no Christ in anything and everything just goes to full-blown Satanism, that's what they do. There's, there's, film, there's part of the film. It's graphic. They're up one of their Mayan pyramids they have. And they're at the top of it, and they're just lobbing heads off people as blood sacrifices to try to basically get the sun to go away and the rain to come out, if I'm not mistaken. And they're just they're literally just lobbing heads off and dropping bodies and throwing heads down on the pyramid. And they they thought – if they shed enough blood and literally poured enough blood down this pyramid, that eventually something would happen with the sun and the rain. And the thing about this was that nobody bothers to research. This is the same ideology that the people are practicing now that are running the show with the banking cartel. This is why they love wars. All wars are banker wars. Majority of people inherently, majority of people don't want to go to war with each other. They don't want to see the full extension of what one man can do to another man in a graphic detail on a daily basis. Most people don't want to experience that. Now, there are some people that are very dark and they like that, but that's not the norm. Majority of people don't want to be in the middle of a conflict war all the time. But the bankers love it because not only does war make money, but war knocks off a huge portion of the aggressive alpha population. Because remember – Majority of people that go to actual true combat in war are grown aggressive males that are usually of a young age. And if you can continue to keep that aggressive alpha aspect and those groups constantly dying on a regular basis, those groups don't come back. 
and say, you know what? We don't like what you're doing to us. We don't like at all what you're doing to us. I've told you guys about the story that happened after World War II as far as the uh, the film that was done on it with the city. Well, come to me in a second where the guys basically came back from World War II and their entire mayor and their entire town was completely and totally corrupt with a complete and totally corrupt election. And they basically ended up having a giant um, giant gunfight afterwards. And this is what happens when you start seeing people come back from war that do not want to deal with a corrupt and completely out-of-control government. This is what happens. And when you start realizing what happens when people are real and honest and they stand their ground, then you start realizing why they pump so much propaganda and lies to keep people dumbed down. So again, my friends, thank you for getting the truth out there, and thank you for standing up for everything that we all stand for as patriots in this country and continue to make your voice heard, continually lead by example, especially when it comes to this whole entire ridiculous COVID lie. Keep your immune system strong. Keep your head up high. Show your face and show your smile to the world and let everybody know you are a free man and we will respect and we will continue to fight for freedom in this country. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Y'all voted it one, the vitamin C caps with antioxidants on the website right now. Be sure to check it out. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.